Welcome to episode 77 of Flights, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing, Dave? Pretty damn good, Mike. But, just for your mom, better than most. Not as good as some. Alright, well... Because I know she yelled at me the last time I didn't say that, so... Well, there you go. That's for you, Mom. Now, I've got to call you out. It's like 77 weeks in, and you're going to fuck the intro up on you know, <laughs> when, when, when you step on my toes and walk through the flights? I mean... I'm so excited to be here, I got a little anxious. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll, I'll grant you that, as am I. And um, in answer to your question, how I'm doing... Hey, yeah, was, how are you doing, It was Mike? baccalaureate, our youngest graduating tomorrow... Laid back Sunday, not my our typical Sunday where Liz and I, you know, go to Grand Central. So I'm I'm thinking I'm going to bore some of the listeners with no pre-potting whatsoever because hey, you know, this that and the other thing in the morning, baccalaureate at three, pictures upon pictures upon pictures upon pictures upon pictures, <laughs> and then we record, and then all of a sudden, you know, loyal listeners of the pod. Admittedly behind schedule, but loyal listeners of the pod, Josh and Jamie, Wendy, hey, why don't the parents go to Cody's for a drink? And I mean, you know how you have to twist my arm to go drink, it right? Was, it was hard. And it was difficult so to get you to do now that. Now, all of a sudden, instead of a podcast with no pre potting, all of a sudden in the distance, you hear almost a choo choo, an impending train wreck coming as I had. For two hearted ales at Cody's <laughs> Landing, but well, hey, we'll see how it goes. You know, we never know where this pot will take us. And if I if I make it home from the South Studio in one piece, I consider it a successful podcast. There you go. Got to have goals, something to shoot for. Exactly. Uh, what's on tap first at the South Studio? You you purchased and you introduced. What do we got, big fella? So we have a blueberry lemonade shanty. From Saugatuck Brewing Company. Refreshing, crisp, and flavorful. Uh, you're craving something light-bodied, refreshing, and unique. That's why we've created our tasty version of a Rattler. With an, a, with an added twist of blueberry flavor, the tart citrus of lemonade, and the tangy freshness of blueberry flavor combine to create a perfectly delightful beer. Between now and the end of this tasting, I hope to get on my phone and look up. That's why we created our tasty version of a Rattler. R-A-D-L-E-R. What is that? I think that's <laughs> I, I think that's a, a light summer shandy type, you know. We'll, we'll like Google, a sessionable beer. At some time during this segment, we'll Google Maybe Rattler and see what see what we come up with. Sure. But without yeah. further ado, let's start seventy seven. That's the other thing I could have researched. Well, I couldn't have researched it because I didn't even know what we were drinking until right. you brought them on the table. But Shandies, they're not typically 5%, are they? I thought they were a little bit lighter than that. That's what I yeah. thought, too. So That's why I picked this one out of the cooler. Cheers. Cheers. Blue, you feel like you're at IHOP. A little blueberry pancake on the note. I don't know how oh, the for ta- sure. Yeah, I don't know how the taste is going to go. Your call before we started recording about if this isn't a lawnmower beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> the only thing is on a corner lot. Yeah. This is 
rich enough where I'm not sure I could finish my lawn without getting... I mean, because I couldn't eat pancake after pancake while cutting my grass. Right. But yeah, I mean, this would this would fall closer to the lawnmower cutting beer than it would be the punch in the teeth beer. Oh yeah, but there's some there's some yeah, good flavor very, on very here. Good, yeah, a, this this is a blueberry pancake in liquid form. It is. It is. All right. So way to go. Now are you are way you to get, go, Tuck Brewery? Are you getting the lemonade though? I, I'm, not I'm not getting, getting any it. lemonade yet. I'm not a lot of blueberry. Very yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a blueberry pancake in liquid form. <laughs> I don't get as of yet. You know, it's a 12 ounce can. Let's say we're down to 10 ounces. I have yet to taste the lemonade. But hey, we'll see how it goes as we get to maybe the bottom. I'm, That's what she said. Ba -dum, ba -dum. All right. What do you got, fine sir, to start off episode 77 after the first tasting? Um, hey, a uh, couple feel good stories. You know, I know that everybody looks at. The pod, and they're looking forward to me just going off on a rant and just slamming somebody and hating on the uh, bicycle riders on the rail trail. But a couple of good, feel good stories that you got to pass along because even when you read, and probably the way I'm, why I'm feeling this way is because, like the baccalaureate, when you're watching on video, which you done, you did a, you and uh, Heidi did a fantastic job putting them together. So, Tip of the cap to you on that. Technically, just for... We did not do the video. Okay, well. Excellent job on whatever you did and whoever put the video together. Spectacular job. Um, and it, you know, obviously, our listeners have been to Baccalaureate. I, think, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And then everybody sends in pictures, and then it's through the years. And all I'm going to say is, on the visitor side of the basketball court, there was much, there was a lot more pollen on the visitor side of the oh. bag because I mean my fucking eyes just kept watering. And so I'm like, God, what? Why my allergy? I must not have taken an allergy pill today. But spectacular job on that. So I, you know, in in that spirit, two things that happened over the course of the week that I, I wanted to give a thumbs up to: uh, Greg Olson's eight year old son TJ did receive. A donor for a heart transplant. So that's awesome. Um, and I, I guess Greg Olson, who was a member of the Bears, and I, I probably dropped a lot of f bombs on him because you know if you if you don't produce for one of my teams, I'm gonna let you know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna motherfuck you. I mean, it's like <laughs> hey, it's about me. I don't really care about you or your. But, but in when you in that format, you forget people are human. They have their own issues. Right. And this guy's playing. Um, Football at the highest level, and his son has had heart surgery after heart surgery, and and up until a week ago, he he came out and said, "Look, but you know, he TJ's out of options. I right. mean, it's a transplant, or right. that's probably it." And they found a match, and he had the transplant, and um, so far so good. I mean, you, I guess you never know what yeah. a transplant's going to do. You know, maybe it's two years, maybe it's a hundred years. Somewhere in between, whatever. But so far, so good. And then the other one that um, that I, I really like, because I, I remember this happening, and I was obviously a lot younger, 21 years ago, so 53 minus 21. I was 32 years old. I don't know if any of the listeners remember where Ray Carruth 
borderline superstar wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers paid somebody to kill his pregnant girlfriend just because, you know, he was so good he couldn't be burdened with having right. some a woman that he may or may not have loved give birth to a child and yada, yada, yada. You know, Google the story, you'll find it. Um, they didn't expect... The mother did die, but uh, her son, Chancellor Lee Adams, survived, severely brain damaged, and on June 5th, which time of this recording was yesterday, yeah, at age 21, walked the stage and graduated high school. That's awesome. That's a so, great story. So... I mean, and I remember it happening because, like, because they they found Ray Crew hiding in the trunk of a car, and it's like, are you are you kidding me? You're a you're a superstar, world class wide receiver in the NFL. Okay, sure, yeah, you're gonna get sucked out of some child support money. Really? Who gives <laughs> a flying fuck? I mean, you know what? Well, I don't. You know, twenty one. He wouldn't be playing today. I mean, no no receiver has a twenty one year career, but. He was good enough. He could have played 10, 12 years. Supported million, three families. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And, and the, the decisions people make. And then, like I say, I mean, and Chancellor Lee Adams had no, uh, it was nothing was his fault. And he wasn't even expected to basically make it past birth. Made it past birth. Had some, uh, obviously, mental deficiencies. But yesterday, Chancellor Lee Adams graduated. So... Way to go, hey, Chancellor. so anybody says that flight football or anything else is just a, a, a mush of tomfoolery? Hey, those are two feel-good stories, so everybody go, fuck you. <laughs> mm. I'm going to have some more pancakes. Yes. Delicious. I still don't get the lemonade, though. No. Um, Not yet. Oh, as I queue up the, the listener's favorite segment, what do you got for me, Dave? Talk to me. Just say anything. Whistle Dixie. <laughs> do, whatever, do whatever you want. I'm normally prepared for this, but I because I didn't have one originally, but I do now. So go for it, Dave. So you know, I did have a fuck you ready. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm queuing up, so we can't go into that. Just uh, like uh, whistle Dixie right. or do something. <laughs> I can't do it when I'm. Oh yeah, we can't. We can't do that in this day and age, can we? Uh, whistle. Uh, Mary had a little lamb. I'm sure that's not <laughs> offensive to anybody. All right. Well. All right. All right. So. Um, no, just uh, you know, Cedar Point. Let's talk about Cedar Point. No, that's that's no, you can't. No, I can't. You can't. I can't talk about that's, Cedar Point. That's my uh, famous oh. segment. All right. All right, here just a second. Here uh, all right. Technical difficulties on episode I told everybody it was going to be a train wreck coming in. <laughs> so um But yeah, so all right, without, you know, I'm so I had two things you left. shot down. What's what's the third now, thing but, you got? Right but up, yeah, right cuz you played right into my hands here and it was like <laughs> I'm uh Completely baffled by it. Let me scroll to the. Uh, uh, here we go. All right. Now I gotta steal your thunder because you. I know we had talked about a fuck you earlier in the week. And you and you triggered my brain when you said Cedar Point. That's my fuck you of the week. It's like, listen, I do not know what has changed. Although the kids had a wonderful time. Everybody I talked to had a fantastic time. Great. Thumbs up. That's not the fuck you. What has changed in the ride procedure? Because where my son Nick 
who's a bigger kid, as any of any of our listeners have seen pictures or know us, he's a bigger kid. Not real tall, but he's thick. He's a big kid. Yep. Your daughter McKenna is tall and lanky. Yep. But neither one of them are to the point where, like, as they enter Cedar Point, the workers are like, oh, oh, holy shit, did you see those two fucking giants walk into the park? Holy Christ, it's amazing, they're so huge. They're, I mean, they're not that size, and yet Nick could only ride two rides because nothing fit. And there's no. And I know I've seen videos of... Professional oh, they're, they're, athletes like who love it, like oh, I love riding roller, and the guy's like six, seven, three hundred forty-five pounds. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I'm telling you right now, half the half the people in the park were bigger than Nick. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's I, what I'm I don't saying. know, and, so I don't I mean, know. He's what a bigger kid, but it's by no means is it like no. you look at Nick and like holy Christ, you'll never <laughs> fuck. It's amazing you fit in the car, kid. Right. You know, no. I mean, and then the McKenna, I was, you know, I was that, as it was, shocked as you. It, it was like. And McKenna, you know, I mean, she's just tall she, and not. I, I didn't even. Was she not able to go on Millennium Force, according to Nick? What? Because the the bar didn't. Because she was too tall, the bar didn't lock her. Oh, something. shut up! She's six foot. I'm six foot. I can't ride Millennium that, Force. That I'm just. I know by firsthand fact that Nick couldn't. Nick said McKenna, don't quote me on Millennium Force, but I know McKenna couldn't ride one of the rides. Because it didn't fit properly with their, and then Nick couldn't get the, a couple of rides he couldn't get, and like I say, he's a bigger kid, by, yeah. but by no means, I know I have seen bigger people ride rides at Cedar Point. Oh, yeah. So I do not know what happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't that, either now. So that is my, although, like I said, the kids had a good time, Nick, um, Nick you know, won a stuffed animal at one of the games. Because obviously he wasn't, they weren't. He wasn't too big for them to take his money, but um, and they had fun. So that's the most yeah. important. So again, right. kudos to you and Heidi for that. The kids had a wonderful time, but it's like I, there's no fucking way he Nick is too big to ride a ride. There's, he rode Raptor and Iron Dragon. That's the only two rides he was able to ride. That makes no sense. That's what I said. I thought Raptor would have been one because it just. So yeah. So that's my fuck you is to Cedar Point. Well, mine was uh, uh, when I got back from the uh, state finals on Saturday, we decided to hit a couple graduation parties. And uh, so we hit the first one, and we see loyal listeners Josh and Jamie leaving. Oh, yeah, the Peters left a few just just right before you. And as a matter of fact, I probably should have noticed you guys driving by when when we were driving into the party. So then we stayed there for a little bit, nice party, and then we went to the second one. And who's walking out of the second one? Kind of waving at us. Yep. Hey, hey, good to see yep. you. See you later. You know. That would have been Liz, Nick, and myself. <laughs> so at that point, I was like, well, someone must have saw us coming and told the Peters that, you know, Dave and Shelly were coming and decided to get up and leave. So I have a nice, hearty, heartfelt fuck you to you for uh, not sticking around and having a beer and with your pod partner. And the pod and the pod response for better listenership, if you will, would be that well, when I saw you walk in the door, I was quite taken aback and offended that I saw you because you had told me probably since Tuesday, oh, I feel bad, I'm not going to be able to make that graduation party because we're at the state track meeting. And it's like, huh? Oh, 
And I'm like, and I even, you know, consoled you a little bit. I was like, well, hey, you know, your daughter's in the state finals and disc. I mean, they'll understand. They'll understand why you're not going to be there. So then I start thinking, well, maybe he was fucking trying to avoid me. It's like, well, hey, Shelly, let's tell him that we're not going to be there. That would have been the great pod response. But the bottom line was kind of had to use the home throne, home throne advantage. <laughs> you know, I mean, they did have a restroom available th- at that grad party, right. but that's not anything you want yeah, to do. you were being courteous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey. And I had told, if Liz would have stopped talking to the people that she was talking to 20 minutes ago, you would have never even seen us. Right. Because okay. we would have been long gone. But she kept dragging it out, dragging it out, and I've got the old, uh, you know, almost a Kegel going on, you know. <laughs> and... And then when I saw you, I mean, I was almost at DEFCON 5. I was like, hey, how you doing? Trip. See, you, see you later. I thought you were stepping out of there pretty fast. Yeah, that explains a lot, so I All feel right. better. Maybe, I, maybe, so, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll retract, no, maybe no, I'll retract no, my FU. That's a valid FU, the way you felt. I, I'll take it. So, uh, <laughs> But at that graduation party, I mean, and the other reason I'm actually glad I had to use the bathroom is because one of the beers he had was Founder Centennial. Uh-huh. It was Founder Centennial or Bud Light. <laughs> I can't believe anybody was taking the Bud Light when you got a twelve percenter right in your hands. Like, I'm just gonna just forget about this night and go with the Centennial. <laughs> I've had a fantasy football draft that I've shared with the listeners on Centennial, and that is a nightmare if you drink that all night long. <laughs> so, anywho, but yeah, so, so yeah, that's my story, Dave, and I'm sticking to it, and. We'll everybody, everybody appreciates full disclosure. Exactly. As long as I'm, and I appreciate you didn't give too many details. Oh, exactly. And the the, the, the worst part about it is, by the time I got home, the, I was not percolated, so I had to <laughs> wait it out. Oh my god! So, all right, anyway. now now we're gonna stop before that gets to exactly, too much information. Yeah, yeah, a little TMI. Yeah. What do you say we rate blueberry lemonade shanty from Sagatuck Brewing? Let's do it. You brought it. You're the host. You're first. Yeah, I'm trying to... I got about two more on this one. I'm trying to get the lemonade out of it. Good flavor. It's almost if it did have just a little more lemonade flavor popping from it, it would do a little bit more for me. Um, A really good, solid type of a lawn mowing beer. I'm going to go 3.45. All right, well, we're in the very same neighborhood because I had had my numbers picked out as you were talking. This is not my typical selection on the pod. This is a beer I typically like, eh, whatever. But the blueberries pop, and it's not overbearing. I officially deem this a a lawn-cutting beer, and I had the numbers three, three, five. In my head. So I'm going to go a 335. All right. So, you know what? And I don't think I, I gave any of the details about it in the beginning. Actually, you did not. No. So uh, it's 5% and 10 IBUs. I see that, yeah, because there's no yeah. bitterness whatsoever. No. no. All right. So the untapped crowd. Punch this in here real quick. And it looks like, wow. Okay, Sagatuck Brewing Company. Now, just based on it, you've never seen this can before, yes? No, I have not. Or, correct, no. All right, 
How many check-ins do you think this has had? Saga Tuck Brewing, Biggering, uh, awesome around there. 3,500. 23,000. Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Saga Tuck is Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. South of Holland. Yeah, Yeah, I would have never guessed that many. Yeah. So... The folks that have um, the folks that have checked in rated this three point six five. What do you think about that? Three. All right. Well, we're in the in. Yeah. I see it. I can respect that rating. Twenty three thousand check ins. That's a solid rating at three six five with that many check ins. But um. And I was just down. One of the reasons I got this is I was down in Holland for the uh, for the state track championships. And Zealand, in particular, but stayed the night in Holland, and um, you know Sakatuck is down there, so I saw this and wanted to give it a try. It's pretty densely populated down there. You'd okay. be shocked at you know how many, you know, it's almost like a, a, a bedroom community. I'm, there's a lot of uh, small manufacturing and stuff like that, but still, I know a lot of people that have places back and forth. It's it's not going to be too long before it's going to be solid city from Grand Rapids, Michigan, all the way to Holland, you know, down into Saugatuck and stuff like that. So I, I guess I can see the 23,000 check-ins. All right. Fair enough. And, hey, in a rarity, when we tell our listeners we're going to look something up yeah, and actually do so. Oh, you did. Um, there's, like, a couple of paragraphs about the who cares. But without further ado... Let's drink in yet another chapter in our series, What the Hell is a Rattler? The basics. The history behind the Rattler style is almost as zany as the half beer. Half fruit soda concoction itself. But to better understand the Rattler, which was originally conceived in the Bavarian region of Germany, we start in the mid-18th century. Okay, well, if we're going to go back to the mid-18th century, none of our fucking listeners are going to be interested in that. But it sounds like a Rattler is a beer juice mix i'm going to paraphrase because holy shit yeah this is a fucking long article so yeah (laughs) we'll we'll lose a lot of listeners if we go through the entire so a rattler must be beer with some type of a juicy flavor a la blueberry lemonade so in a nutshell hey everybody i think that uh i don't know the decision was in on the on the blueberry lemonade shanty the Rattler. So let's go in a little different direction. Uh, this one is from Dark, Hor- Dark Horse Brewing Company. It is the Check to the Head Cream Ale. So got a hockey player on there. He's getting an elbow to the face, losing one of his teeth. Yeah. I mean, that's a definite penalty, by the way. But, um, <laughs> um, and yeah, and as we pour this, leaves me in a perfect segue. As we're recording right now, it is 8.50, so the game is probably over. I ask you, Dave, not to to Google it Okay. as I'm pouring. Um, uh, and because this is, I, I saved this for this entry onto the pot into the pod of the check to your check to the head which is hockey because all right montreal in the north division montreal and winnipeg are playing to get to the nhl's covid 
somewhat full season Final Four. And Montreal went to Winnipeg. And, yeah, Montreal went to Winnipeg and won the first two games. Oh, Jesus. How did I miss that fucking thing? <laughs> um, but, hey, before we get to the story, let's tip this off. Check to the head. Yep. Female. Love Dark yep. Horse Brewing. 4.5% uh, NA in the IBUs unit. Hmm. I don't know if that was a very good. Hmm. No, um, not right off jump. It was. Uh, thank you for cleaning up my mess, by the way. Um, yeah, I don't get the cream ale taste. I, I would. I was expecting a little more like vanilla e vanilla vanilla e vanilla. Is that a flavor? <laughs> but um, yeah. But let's, let's. It says there's a little vanilla in here. All right, well, it's different. We'll we'll go on. We'll we'll go from there. But anyway, right. back to the thing. So right, and back I'm to like, the hockey game. Um, in game one, the Canadians are up by one goal. Pull their, uh, the Jets pull their goalie, and they're about ready to score an empty net goal. The Canadians to steal the thing, and then the Jets Mark Shifley comes out of nowhere, drills this guy as he scores an empty net goal. Canadians win the game, and then everybody's up in arms on the hit that Mark Shifley gave to the Canadians player. And it's not... I mean, the guy never put his head up. The guy's trying to prevent a goal in a one-goal game, and he get, ends up getting four-game suspension. Now, Montreal's going to win game one. They ended up winning game two in Winnipeg, and me as somebody who bet on Winnipeg to win the series, okay, I live with losing game one, but now you take the Jets' best player away. I'd have hit that. It was aggressive, sure. And maybe slap him with a two-minute penalty or a fine, but suspend him, suspend him four games? Anyway, fast forward to tonight. It's like, you know what? I'm thinking there's no way the Jets lose three games in a row. So I get in my DraftKings account, and I see the number plus 108. And I'm like, all right, the Jets are a dog. I'm betting it. And that game started at 6 o'clock Sunday the 6th. It's 8.54 right now. So the game's probably over. I could Google it. Dave could Google it. But I don't want to because I don't want to ruin the podcast. So we're just <laughs> going to wait till later to do so. And I'm like, all right, plus 108. I liked Jets. I'm going to take it. I clicked it, place bet, and it was like 20 to win 36. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, that was the over-under. Fuck, I don't want the over-under. So that was on DraftKings. So I'm like, well, maybe I can cash out on my bet. Because FanDuel, if you place a bet, if it's one or two hours before the start of the game, FanDuel will let you cash out at no cost. Oh, no. No, I mean, like, if you if you take the Bears against the Lions and you're given 40 points and the Lions are up 36 to nothing after one quarter, they're not going to let you cash out. Like, hey, you lost. <laughs> hey, you're doing. But, right. I mean, literally a minute after I placed it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't want the over-under. I wanted the Jets. 
So I went to the cash out option to see if there was an option on DraftKings. In my $26.75 bet, that got my account down to an even number, if you're wondering why I bet such a goofy amount. They offered to cash me out for $24.83. And I'm like, hey, fuck you. I'll live with the over under of I'll live with the over of five and a half if yeah. you're gonna charge me two dollars for four fucking minutes. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'll fucking live with the bet. So I go to FanDuel and because I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, all right, I'm really gonna be pissed at myself if the Jets win this game one to nothing. Cause my original thought was the Jets aren't lo- they're not gonna, gonna lose, lose three, three straight. Row, yeah. So I want the Jets to win the game. So I go to FanDuel. They're plus 115. I make sure. I was like, all right, I don't want the over-under. I want the Jets. So anyway, it'd be interesting to see. So in a, in a perfect scenario, the Jets win the game like 5-2, to two, and I double dip. But, you know, in the right. worst-case scenario, the Canadians win one nothing, and then I'm fucked all over the board. <laughs> but um, So anyway, that'll be interesting to see. But it was like I placed the bet, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't want the over-under. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. So that's what we got going. And actually, I could probably Google it right now, but then again, you know, it would yeah. ruin the podcast. So we're not going to I'm sure Larry's going, Google it, yeah, Google yeah. it, Google so it. We're Come not, on. We're not Frickin going pansy. to. Yep. So we're just going to wake up in the morning and see if, you know, and hopefully it's the Winnipeg Jets 5, Montreal Canadiens 1. And it'll be like double dip city. So, That'll but I, I just didn't, I was going to lay off when I made the mistake. But then it's like, no, I'm going to be mad. I like the Jets to win. So, like, what if the Jets win the game two to nothing? That's boom. I was yeah, right. Right. And I can't take a loss on over five and a half, which was a mistake. And I could have cashed out on that bet, but it's like, no, fuck you, DraftKings. I'm not giving you a dollar seventy after ten seconds in the game six hours away. So, fuck you, DraftKings. <laughs> um, anyway, all right. So we. Let's I feel look. another fuck you in another segment, in another episode. Well, we'll coming. see how that we'll yeah. see how that bet pans out. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's like I say, if it's a five-two Jets bet, you know, there will be no. It'll be yeah. hey, thanks to everybody. Let's move on to the uh, almost as infamous as the fuck you segment, the what do you think, Dave segment, July sixth, TB twelve and Lefty go against A Rod. No, not the baseball A Rod. A Rod the disgruntled Green Bay quarterback, and Bryson DeChambeau. A little, uh, I don't know if it's a charity event or made-for-TV, whatever it is, but who are you taking? Huh. Good. I, I, I don't know either one of the non-golfers. I don't know how good of a golfer either one of those guys are. So, I'll go. You know what? My gut saying DeChambeau. Team mm. DeChambeau. God damn it. What? I wanted to put a little friend, friendly wager, pod related. Like, well, I'll do that. I can do that. No, you, you yeah, want, just you, to piss you off. I'll no, do that. you want a ride? I'll take. I'll take the goat and Phil Mickelson. Even though I think Phil Mickelson will probably shoot like a hundred because he blew his load on the <laughs> the, the last major. <laughs> he won at like eighty hundred. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he spent his wad. All right, all right so uh, we'll figure out the wager between now and July six. But you have a rod who is not Alex Rodriguez, it's Aaron Rodgers, and Bryson DeChambeau, and I'll take the GOAT, TB12, and Phil Mickelson. And so what is it? In one month, we have to think of a wager that we can do All right. for our fine friends on Facebook. Oh, speaking of Facebook, let me pull that up. Um, 
Mike is now going to overtake yep. my job as as uh, as tech producer on the pod. Yeah, and uh, I had one Got thing himself that, a used iPad, and now he thinks he knows what he's doing. For $25, I almost <laughs> feel guilty every time I use it. Like, are you serious? 25 bucks? I mean, even if the fucking thing doesn't work, it's like I've wasted way more money than $25 on shit. Uh, anyway, I put a post on Facebook, and I, I gave a, a sheet of the, the rankings that you give. You update Yep. Usually every two, three weeks. I'm updated except for episode 76. I yep. Get and that it, yep. There. So, and I put a post on that. And I and I put a comment on our Facebook page, the uh, Mike and Dave Facebook page, which Liz thinks we should transfer it over to Flights Football and anything else. But that, that makes my head spin because I'm really struggling with this whole Facebook thing. Anyway, I put it on our Mike and Dave Facebook page with – the listeners can go in there, click the, the file, and see what we've rated every beer, 1 through 75, and we'll up, we'll you, whatever, update, will 76, and tonight, 77, whenever. But anyway, it says $5 says you had to look up how to spell scintillating. And then in uh, Black Huck Larry, no, I didn't. I knew it was S-C-I, and then uh, the iPad uh, uh Auto corrected it was that, and I'm like, oh, that looks like right, and I clicked that button. So um, that's how I got scintillating. And then he says, hopefully the next pod, which will be this episode, episode 77, you'll touch on the old man who always said he's too hip Facebook and has given in. Number one, I really, you know, for you who are as critical as you are, that's not worded really well, Grandpa Blackhawk. You're going to have to... Hopefully, the next pod, you'll touch on the old man who always said he's too hip. Facebook has given in. So, you know, one who likes to give out critiques, I'm going to give critiques on that post because that's not really worded that well. But anyway, in answer to your question, hey, all I can say is anything for the brand. You know, Twitter ain't getting it done. You know, we try to, you know, we, we send out texts, posts, this, that, and the other thing. And if people are going to follow us on Facebook, then yes, you're right. I will give in to the masses, but you'll never see me posting a, hey, this is what I ate for lunch, <laughs> a BLT right. sandwich yeah. as I'm getting a, <laughs> a handy from a hobo at Curry's <laughs> Motel. So I'm never going to post that. So, but in answer to the question, hey, you know, if it, it, it's all about the brand, you know. If everybody in the, if you can go anywhere in this Tri-City area when they say, hey, have you ever heard of flight football or anything else? Then. Of course. I do. We do what we do to get done. You, yeah. We do it for the brand, Dave. That's what we do it for. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and, I, and I'm astonished and surprised and I'm, I'm proud of you, Mike. Thanks. And, the, you know, and that's right. That. So if. And I would like, I know how to tell people to follow us on Twitter because I, you know, I'm a relic. I know Twitter. I really don't know how to, you know, if you have a question for us on Facebook, like, do you go to Facebook and you type in Mike and Dave? No, you, you uh, type in Flights Football and anything but else. But see, that's not the account that I post shit to because I don't have access to the other account. And Liz has explained that yeah, to me. And then all of a down. sudden I had like an aneurysm in my brain of like, I don't know what you're, what's going on. But for right now, it's the Mike and Dave account and that's where okay. i posted that picture of us outside of austin brothers yep. i posted the uh pdf file of all 77 episodes 76 episodes uh i posted the video of the fucking 
epic bat flip. The Tennessee uh, volunteer player, they were down by three, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, and this fucking cat, Jack, his last name was Gilbert, I don't know his first name, this fucking cat just ripped one of it. So I take you don't even look at it. My, <laughs> well, own pot, really. my own pot partner doesn't even fucking check Facebook. You know what the hell I've been doing these last You go on to Facebook week. and you watch this bat flip, and this bat flip is fucking epic. So hopefully I don't steer anybody wrong. Uh it's posted under the flights football and anything else, I think. But I know for sure it's under the Mike and Dave headline on Facebook. And you go there and it's a uh, the Tennessee player with a walk-off home run. And it's an epic bat flip slash celebration. And I, I put on there, it's like Fernando Tatis would be fucking proud of this fucking bat flip. Cause, and hey, I mean, and like Nick and I even said, you know, Gotta be the greatest feeling in the world. Oh yeah. Well, well, maybe the second greatest feeling in the world <laughs> to hit to hit a ball that where you absolutely know it's gone. I mean, it's like oh, yeah. oh fuck that. And, and I've <laughs> I've never had that feeling because that's why I gave up baseball in like the eighth grade because I couldn't hit a lick. So that's a crucial part of baseball. Right. All right. As you're trying to figure, if, if, you'll find. It. Find the post and let me know what you think on it, because right. I'm a. Will do. So anyway, uh, Grandpa Blackhawk, I'm trying my best. If you want to call me a sellout, if I can say like uh, Metallica said, if you want, are we sellouts? Yeah, we sell out every seat of every building we've ever played. You know, and, you know, if if that makes me a sellout, then I'd love to be a sellout. All right, second, uh, what do you think, Dave? John Rom, six stroke lead. Three rounds into the memorial, I think it was. Yeah. Test positive for COVID has to withdraw. Ouch. I'm going to get... All right. Hey, this is... What do you think, Dave? Let me know what you think, and I'm going to fucking... You know, every, all the listeners know my fucking take on it. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think, Dave? Six-stroke lead after three rounds. He finished his round yesterday, and the results came back positive. He went through. Did the listeners hear me? Did you hear me, Dave? A sick, sick, six-stroke lead. Yeah, I. It's. What do I think? Yeah, at this at this stage of the game, we're at that point where we talked about before, where you know everybody's had their chance to get the vaccine. I'm assuming he was not fully vaccinated. Um, you know, may or may not. I don't know the PGA rules, but yeah, go ahead. I, right, I mean, that's just an assumption. Um, and uh, off the top of my head, yeah, it sucks for him. But if it if the rules are the rules at that time, uh, and they're changing daily, almost it seems like. I just heard today uh, the. Um, Saginaw County and the, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services came down with new guidelines uh, that uh, basically render uh, quarantining students that are even three feet. You have to be within three feet for more than 15 minutes now um, to even be considered quarantined from a close contact. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's starting to happen like we all thought it would, but... Um, you know, I don't, at this point, do I think it's bullshit? Yeah, a little bit at this point. I'm, I'm starting to go that route. But 
if your question is, do you think he should have to withdraw? Withdraw? Um, if that's what the rules say at this point, then he's going to have to do that because the PGA is going to be under scrutiny. Got a bunch of senior citizens running around there, or, or, or you know, it's, it's like any other corporate entity in America right I'm, now. I'm biting through my lip right no, now. Yeah. I may fucking draw blood. You may have to stitch me up <laughs> once I start talking. Here. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. My personal feelings are if if he's going to test positive, you know, can he play another day? Can he play his fourth round? Not at this point. <laughs> oh, man. All right, that, okay. And like like the old Saturday Night Live clip, and we've used this a few times over 76 episodes. It's like, Dave, you ignorant slut. Okay. Even back, and let's turn back the clock. Wait a minute, April. wait a minute. Let me get my seatbelt on. <laughs> you, get, you turn back the clock to, like, let's say, April of 2020. The one thing they said, well, you could probably golf because you're outside not really near anybody, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Okay, now fast forward to yesterday, he's golf. So if the Memorial fucking cancels the tournament and says, whoops, John Rahm's positive, tournament over, sorry, ball game, shut the doors, we're done. Okay, you know what? Disagree with it, but okay, I get it. Fuck, you don't know how many people John Rahm's infected, right? Yeah, okay, this is shocking so far, but yeah, keep going. Okay, so now, he golfed Saturday. Yeah. The results came back, he was positive, he had to withdraw, right? Right. Okay, if you're going to let the tournament continue, then why doesn't John Rahm just fucking golf by himself? He can stay easily six fucking feet away from everybody, including his caddy. <laughs> I agree with so you. So why in the world does he have to withdraw from the tournament? He's not even near anybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's okay. A, yeah, that's it, a it, great it, argument. Hey, John, I hope you know. <laughs> we all know you will, but hopefully you get well soon. You know, thoughts and prayers, Johnny. But it's like you can easily okay. And I would, if they would have just said, "Oh fuck." Rob's positive, tournament over, everybody run for the hills, the world's ending. I probably wouldn't even have brought this up. The fucking tournament's going on. Who knows? Who who was John Rom near Friday night when he's like, hey, hey, give me another shot of tequila, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom, bam, <laughs> fucking kicking your ass and you guys suck. Hey, yeah, woohoo. A, a big bear hug to this guy, a big fist bump to that guy. And he's sitting around saying, oh, fuck yeah, I'm fucking kicking your ass, guys. And, uh, you guys can't touch me, motherfucker. And then he golfs Saturday and then the results come in. He's positive, so he has to withdraw. At that point, it's like, Okay, John Rahm's positive. John Rahm plays by himself. And you could even say to the kid, hey, like, you willing to take the chance or do you want to even you right, know, do a right. rapid test yeah. or, you know, fuck, make him caddy for himself, whatever. But it's like, you're, how, I don't see the logic in making him withdraw. Again, if the tournament ended, it's like, oh, fuck, the world's ending, cancel the memorial, John Rahm is positive, and we're all going to die. Okay, I'm like, all right, well, that's a bit of an overreach, but hey, let's go with it. Yeah. He I could can't. easily have quarantined on the golf course. <laughs> it's a fucking big open field. So why? And he had a six-stroke lead. That is totally ass nine. I don't get it. It's, 
any, I, I mean, this is, you know, you, you have coined the phrase, come on, Jamie, get with those t-shirts. We've asked, Dave has asked and asked and asked, even though you don't listen, so I don't even know why I'm talking to you. But anyway, Dave has wanted the COVID logic t-shirts. I mean, even this defies COVID logic. It's like, fuck, man, he's in golfing. There's nobody around him. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's it's crazy. It's stupid. It's ludicrous. I don't get it. There's no reason he sh- again. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be repetitive, but I will be. But you're gonna be. <laughs> but I'm gonna be. It's like, hey, if the memorial said, hey, we are gonna put everybody into quarantine. We're gonna test them. Cross our fingers and say our prayers that none of these fucking people at the memorial pass away in the next three days. But at this point, we're gonna have to end the tournament. I would say, hey, you know what? All right, ballsy move, a little bit over the top, but I'll live with that. The, the one guy that was leading is the only one that has to fucking quit. That is fucking dumb. There. Whew. You're going to sleep better tonight. I will, you? I will. I mean, that was therapeutic. I, I mean, that, that's craziness. And if you thought that was craziness, I've got one. The final, before we rate Dark Horse, check to the head. Um... And this one, some will find offensive, and I'm going to put the disclaimer on it that how it won't be dis- offensive, but Naomi Osaka didn't want to speak to the press at the French Open. Yep. French Open said, you know what? We're going to find you $5,000. You don't play by the rules. We're going to go to further consequences, consequences yep. including dismissal from the tournament. Right. I read and that. Naomi Osaka said, well, all right, well. Fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't know if she's the number one, but she's definitely a top three player in the world. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So, and then all the, I hate this saying, woke movement people, because she has some mental health issues where she feels uncomfortable speaking to the press. That's not my joke. This is not a joke. If you have mental health issues, get help. Seek help. I, I'm not poking fun at you. But where's the fine line between what if a fighter firefighter, you know, you know, yeah. there goes to a fire and everybody's rushing in and Mike the firefighter's like standing on a curb, just like staring blankly into the blade, and the, the, the captain comes and says, Hey Mike, get in there, you it's like, oh cap. I'm a little uncomfortable going into fires, buddy. I mean, it's a dangerous gig. Well, they would have, they would have found that out before, but not necessarily. And then her net worth is twenty five million dollars. How is her net worth so high? Because she's a great tennis player. And if there's an obligation to speak after matches at the French Open, then I don't give a frog's fat ass how uncomfortable you are. You honor those obligations. And if it's to such a degree where you're uncomfortable because of your mental health, then fucking quit tennis. And everybody, every, every. Well, it sounds like the people from the French Open, they're basically saying. They're agreeing with me. But every other expert is like, oh, she doesn't need you. She's worth so much money. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't need the the media. You know, it's like, you know what? That's not the point. And I, I, I respect the fact that if she has some fears and anxieties, like, listen. I have so many things going on in my head with so many thoughts and fears and 
anxieties and shit. I would make Jeffrey, I would have made Jeffrey Dahmer leave the room like, whoo, this guy is out there. And Jeffrey Dahmer would have left the room. And it's like, she's getting, she's a net worth of $25 million. You don't like speaking in front of people? Then fucking find another job. That goes along with the territory. And I'm not, I'm, this is not a slam. I'm not, there are people with issues. There well, are people well, that's what I'm help. saying. The person, the firefighter analogy you had, he would have to find another job. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds but, like she. But he couldn't just continue that job saying, well, no. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Well, I don't I don't think she's going to either. If she goes from tournament to tournament, if Wimbledon, for example, did I say that right? Wimbledon. That's Wimbledon. <laughs> you, the, the first time you did, you said Wimbledon. Okay, whatever. So that you, when you corrected yourself, you didn't say it right. There you go, Grandpa Blackhawk. So Wimbledon. There you go. Um, you know, if they say, hey, you know, at the beginning of the tournament, go, listen, you know, before your first game, you know, you're, we're going to obligate you to speak to the press. Are you going to do it? Match. If, whatever. <laughs> Match. Um, are you going to do it? And if she says, well, no, I don't think I am. Then she's going to have to have that decision again. And, and and like Marshawn Lynch is a perfect example. Just here so I don't get fined. And I'm good with that. It's like if, that, if, if your obligation as a professional is you have to speak to the media. I don't give a fuck what you say to the media. Yep. Hey, what did you think about when uh, your opponent stripped naked and masturbated? Yep. <laughs> How did you hit the... Uh, Game-winning serve. Yep. Hey, you fulfilled your obligation. You're a bad interview, but you fulfilled your obligations. So where do you – I guess my question is, like, where is the line between, like, all right, this is a serious issue. It's like – because I don't know how you can cry. And, yeah, high-paid athletes are human beings with real issues. I get that. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Right. But – when you're making 20, uh, when you have, according to Google, a $25 million net worth and you won't speak to the media because you're uncomfortable, I have an issue with that. I don't give a fuck how big your problems are. Then then find another line of work. Yeah. Or you get need to, or you need to just play in the tournaments where they're not going to obligate you to do that. But when you're that nationally ranked, that's probably every tournament. Every tournament. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No. I mean, I think we're. I think we're agreeing. Yeah. We're. we're, Yeah. We're definitely. But it's like. But you're. You're just. You're. You're. You're basically talking to the people that were saying she should be able to play tennis. Boom. Is what you're saying. Exactly. All these experts. uh, What? I can't even. You're talking to the experts. I can't even remember what. uh, Oh, the, the, the my fucking fan favorite chicklets. They all supported her. And it was like, are you, are you kidding me? It's like nobody asked her. Like, hey, hey, um, Naomi, yeah, you won the first round. Pretty easy match. Take off your top. <laughs> nobody said that. I mean, because then yeah, I'm, you know, then she should be able to say, well, wait a second, I'm not a stripper, I'm a tennis player. I'm not taking off my top, and I'd be on team Naomi 100. percent but it's just like, and and that's I wish. You know, I wish I, we had a, a, a soundy board as big as Spit and Chicklets, because that's fucking ass night where you can't, where an employer cannot it, demand something within reason. Right. And you're saying you know, talking you, to the press is within reason. Right. You know, like somebody told me, hey, Naomi, if you win the first set, you need to jump out of a 747 airplane with no fucking parachute. 
all right, hey, I'm on your side because I'd be anxious. Fuck, I'm anxious for you if you got to do that. I mean, that's just craziness. But it, so it's just like, are you kidding me? It's like there's no way in the world that an, yeah. that, that an employer, which is professional tennis, the French Open, this kid's like, hey, French Open, there are no fans here. We're, we're trying to make this tournament what it is. Speak to the media after your match. Oh, I, I have personal, it's like, fuck, man. Then if you're that fucking emotionally insecure, then fucking find help. Get out of it. And, and well, that's I what, she, that's that's what she said. She said, I'm going to step away now. I do appreciate the ballsy move because she doesn't need help. She, that was a big middle finger to the French. I was like, fuck you. I'm worth $60 million, $25 million according to Google. And I got a lot of money. I don't need your fucking stupid tournament. See ya. I get that. I respect that aspect of it. Right. So I'm actually arguing all these people. Oh, well, she doesn't have to speak if she doesn't want to. Do well, no, she does. If that's your obligation. Yeah. Like, what if Troy Aikman all of a sudden just said, you know what, I feel um, uncomfortable talking on the mic during the NFL game. The Fox is going to say, well, what the fuck, man? I mean, are you, what good are you to us then? We're going to have to let you go, Troy. I mean, if you're not going to speak on the mic, I mean, that's kind of your job, right? Right. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I feel like, I feel 100 pounds lighter today. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yep. All right. We ready to raid uh, Chuck to the head? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, Your turn first. Yep. And as the listeners know, two totally different tastes, but as the listeners know, I go beer by beer. I like the blueberry lemonade shanty better, but Chuck to the head was not bad. Blueberry shanty was 335. I'm going to go 333. Zero. Really? Yes. All right. Well, this is a... I'm not getting the cream part of it, I guess. Uh, it's it, it's good. It's almost... I mean, it's not as flavorful, like you said, as the blueberry lemonade. So I'm, I'm not even thinking it falls into the lawnmower beer category. But uh, I might not even go... if. 2.5 is halfway between piss water and the greatest beer ever made. Right? Right. Right. So this is definitely drinkable. Would I have another one? Like you always said, if I, you know, if I had the choice between piss water and, or, you know, right. anything else above that, I'd be, oh, well, hell yeah. Give me the check to the head for sure. I'm going to go. Can I go down? In, yeah, I can. I'm going to go 2.9. Oh, I was not thinking you'd go that low. That's what she said. Um, the other thing is, what's weird, I'm going to have to make a conscientious, conscientious effort to go on untapped. Yeah. Because... I'm going to tell you, I'm going to look up you, the rating here. No, you'll, you can look up the rating, but you have the IBUs as NA. Yeah. You look on the can; it's fourteen. Now, essentially, fourteen is damn near NA because fourteen is non-existent. But yeah, I got that off of. Uh, where did I get any off of? Hmm. Well, anyway, I mean, it's negligible. I mean, NA fourteen. I mean, yeah. 
because it's not was, bitter at all. So yeah, unless I found that on one of the other cans and got it mixed up. But let's see what the folks at Untapped did. And, and while you're looking that up, you got me on that damn Facebook page, so I got to get off of there. While you while you're looking that up, Dave, if you didn't have the facts written down in front of you, what beer did you would you have thought had more alcohol in it? The blueberry shanty or the check to the head? Check to the head. I 100% agree, but it's 5% for the blueberry lemonade and only 4.5% for the check to the head. And for whatever reason, it must have been in that blueberry fruity taste. That rattles me. Because Did the you check. Get it? Rad, yeah, that rattles me. Yeah. yeah. The rattler. Yeah. Rattler, okay. rattle, check to the head. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a. Not a conundrum. I, <laughs> I, I fucking lost the word I was looking for. All right. So I looked that up, and with 1,106 check ins, the untapped crowd gave it a 3.38. So you were almost right on there. 3.38. Oh, yeah, we're both in the neighborhood, though. Well, Mike, you ready for the third tasting? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, we got a kind of a cool can here. It's got some spaceships and some tangerines on it. Uh, like I said, uh, this past uh, Friday and Saturday, I was down in the Holland, Zealand area of Michigan. And uh, they've got a brewery down there that's got a pretty good distribution system. Uh, so we've had a few of their brews up here in Saginaw, but this is from New Holland Brewing Company. It's called their Tangerine Space Machine Hazy IPA. Now, this particular can is more than a pint. Uh, one pint, 3.2 fluid ounces, so a total of 19.2 fluid ounces. This can reminds me of the, uh, if any of our listeners have ever seen the movie, uh, I want to say it's Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks. One of the very, 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 very few Tom Hanks movies I enjoyed. Um, and they're at a bachelor party, and guys walking around, trays near his groin area, and a bunch of hot dog buns on it, and... He's serving the female guests at the bachelor party, and the lady says, "Is that a foot long?" And he says, "And then some." <laughs> That's oh. a Tom Hanks movie. Bachelor party. Uh, I, mean, I think yeah, I, okay. I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah. Oh, bachelor I'm sure you're not wrong on that stuff. But that's what this can. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw this can. <laughs> like that's a foot long and then some. <laughs> All right, so we got it. What did that say about me? I think about penises. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think it was very phallic, but oh well. We'll go with that, Mike. All right. Yeah, have another beer. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what tur- <laughs> what started as a uh, no pre-pod episode 77 turns into a four bells two-hearted in closing with a founder's moss agave. Woo! Quickly, how would the winds have changed have changed? Yeah, my wheelbarrow's in the shed, Mike. You're not getting home that way tonight. So uh, at a at a respectable 6.8% and 40 IBUs. At 6.8 and 40 IBUs, it's the big boy of the night. And relatively speaking, that's kind of a that this is kind of like a lightweight division of Flights, yeah. football, anything else, but both, oddly enough, and you know, perhaps it's the pre-two-hearted it could and have been. The, sure. the intermission Masagave. <laughs> they're solid. 
Oh, yeah. And it's not like we're drinking, you know, Bud Zero like we had it um, here on distribution where Dave gave us a uh, the white can Budweiser, which is non-alcoholic, which right. I would I don't think I'd ever, ever drink a non-alcoholic beer, but that Bud Zero actually had Bud, actually had beer flavor. Right. Which is weird. Right. Exactly. You know, but anyway. But yeah, so anyway, 6.8 being the big boy of the night. Yeah. Is a low scale episode. And so. And you're probably thinking to you, you're probably thinking to yourself, well, you're so fucked up anyway, my guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I buy 78. So episode 79, you're probably going to have like colored water. It's like, hey, this is a good beer. Right? Up, <laughs> my this, this is a good beer, Mike. What do you think? It's like 11%. No, I just you know I went into the uh, into the cooler at our local Meyer Thrifty Acres. Do they even call it Thrifty Acres anymore? I don't. They think don't so. call it Thrifty Acres, but you bought this at Meyer. Yep. Wow. Yes, I, I did. Actually, well, I actually walked the beer out quite frequently. Look, they have singles now. Special. They have singles now off to the side, but yeah. um, you know, our I wanted to get something that uh, folks wouldn't have to go to their local uh, uh, party store or a specialty store or. You know, to to break apart uh, some of those things. So, so if you're just going through your Meyer or your Kroger, you know the the tastings tonight. You should be able to find them there. The way uh, the way you popped it, I thought you got this when you were down at the track meet. The way you said I was down in the. Well, that's what that's what motivated me oh, when I was looking into the cooler. Touche, as the kids would say. Do the kids say touche? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't. I haven't heard. Oh, any, fuck the kids then. <laughs> I haven't heard any kids say touche. Yeah, that's, right. an old, that, that's an older saying. Yeah, I think so. Or they'll start saying it when they get older. Oh, tangerines on the note. That's what they said. That is it. Uh, as you pour it, though, you got you have to admit you feel the phallic symbol in the pour. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. Cheers. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Amy, teach his own. Wow. And it's weird. After 77, you know... The, well, we'll say after 77 episodes because this is the third tasting of the 77th episode. The first two weren't IPAs. The majority of our, I'm not going to break them down beer by beer, but I would say the majority of our tastings are IPAs. We, you know, we'll, sure. we'll throw in the stouts and yep. yada, 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 whatever. But we started off with a shanty and then a cream ale. And then you finish with this and it's, I think that's the way we almost have to do it from now on. Even though as much as I love the IPAs and I'm the guy that are like, oh, 11% IPA, 12% IPA, 19% IPA, woo, jackpot. <laughs> I think we, I, li I like this mixture of the tastings. You know, we went a shandy. Yeah. A cream ale. Yep. And now this is a refreshing 6.8 IPA. Tangerine notes are not overpowering, but you can easily, clearly taste them, in my opinion. Or as the kids would text, IMO. Maybe not overpowering, but definitely there. I mean, you, you yeah, they're probably, you know, it's tangerine, but it's not like, oh, it's like, oh this is so sweet. I, I'm going to go get a glass of orange juice to offset the tangerine. It's pretty, it, for me, it's pretty strong. And I'm not oh. saying I don't, I'm not saying I dislike it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if it grows on me. I'm right there in the middle right now. All I'm right, sitting well, on the fence, and I'm gonna see which way I fall off. All right. Well, we have 19 ounces to decide. So there we go. All right. So what what do we got here, brother? Well, are we looking up? I, I'm. You've got me curious about your bet right All now. All right. Full disclosure: We're always honest with our listeners. It is time of recording, 10 p.m. I mean, lost the games in like the fourth overtime. The Winnipeg Jets at the Montreal Canadiens is completed. I thought the Jets were going to win because I just didn't think they were going to go down three games and none. So I put a bet in at plus 110. And then when I hit submit in DraftKings, said, hey, you have a bet at over five and a half. You know, 26 to win 52 or whatever it was. And I'm like, over five and a half? Fuck, I didn't want the over. Fuck, I wanted the Jets. I'm like, oh well, fuck it. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cash out because FanDuel. If you cash out that quickly, you get your money back. Right. DraftKings wanted to charge me like a dollar thirty, so I'm like, well, fuck you then. I hope it's a high scoring game. Mm-hmm. I'm not cashing out, and I was just gonna leave well enough alone. But then I went to my FanDuel account and said, you know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be livid if the Jets win the game two to nothing. Yep. So you did it. You know, because my original reaction was like, hey, the Jets are the better team. They're not going to fall down 3 nothing. I don't care if they're without their best player, Mark Shifley, as we discussed earlier, due to a fucking chicken shit four-game suspension. I don't care about this, that, or the other thing. I think the Jets are going to win. I'll live with the over five and a half. I don't really like that play, but whatever. It is what it is. But if, like, the Jets win one nothing, and I don't do anything else, I'm going to be right. pissed because I think the right. Jets are going to win. right. So I went onto my FanDuel account, placed a bet. So I've got the Jets to win the game and over five and a half. And right now I am looking for the very first time on the phone. <laughs> and I don't care if the listeners believe me or just, you know, hey, no reason to lie. Fuck, who cares? I'm mean, either going to win or lose. And the score is Hold on to your the Canadians up. five, the Jets one. Hey, I kind of, I, I, I pushed. It was over, so my mistake fucking saved me money because I didn't want over five and a half. Right. I wanted the Jets to win, which was an absolute fucking loser. And I mistakenly clicked over five and a half. Five plus one is what? Six. Which is over five and a half. So, hey, all is right in the world. And the Jets should be ashamed of themselves. And just like the Leafs, you know. And the Golden Knights are beating the Avalanche 3-1. to one. Oh, it's a topsy-turvy world in the NHL. Now, the one thing I do want to find out between now and episode 78 is, like, how are they doing the Final Four? Because nobody can go to Canada. Because Canada is just, like... Lockdown. Exactly. So now does... Well, it's looking like Montreal because they're going to be up three to nothing. Does Montreal just go to Colorado or Las Vegas and play seven straight games in quarantine? Probably. Or is there a neutral site? Yes, at Fishman8. I know I probably should have fact-checked it, but I didn't think we were going to do a live fucking update at the NHL, and that's why I didn't have my ducks in a row. So if you think it's this easy, fucking drink fucking real beer, come on the podcast and Give us your opinion, you motherfucker. Don't just critique from the sidelines. Section 110 leader. 
<laughs> anyway, I still love you, Dick. Don't don't, don't feel bad. But so, uh, but you pushed, and so yeah, yeah. It actually, I think the over had a slightly higher payout than the Jets did. So I, I I'm although it was two separate accounts because the over was on my DraftKings DraftKings account, the Jets were on my FanDuel account. Yeah, I think I won three dollars. Hey, hey, but you know what? Winning three dollars is better than what? Cheers. Poking the onion with a sharp stick. Or losing a dollar. Right. Winning three is better than losing one. But the the Winnipeg Jets and the Toronto Maple Leafs, you might say, well, how Toronto get blown? The Toronto Maple Leafs were up three games to one and fucking shit themselves down their leg and <laughs> lost the Canadians. And now the Jets are doing the same thing. And now the Montreal Canadiens are going to... The final four of the NHL, they're going to play the winner of the, the Knights and the Avalanche. And I still, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if they just stay and play seven games. At, because in the United States, yeah, it's full. It's a full barn. Right. And like we, we, like we talked, I, I want to say it was episode 13, Are You Kidding Me? When I said to you, they're thinking about playing the NCAA March Madness tournament with no fans, and you was like, are you kidding me? You screamed it. You were beside yourself, as we all were. As it turns out, they didn't play the, the tournament in 2020. 20. And um, whatever, whatever, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. But it's like, I don't know what, I don't know what to, I don't even know how to say it because like, okay, so now, COVID just must be north of the border because there are full fucking buildings in the United States. Yep. But Canada, just for the... No fans for you. Game six, Toronto, Montreal. Game seven, Toronto, Montreal. Game one, Winnipeg, Montreal. There were 500 first responder, fully vaccinated people allowed in the building. So, and I'm, I'm sure the same happened for game two and three, but I'm just going by... And it's like, yet again, like, you know, Jamie, T-shirt, COVID logic, come on. Before somebody fucking trumps us to it, let, let uh, make Crimson Noggins some money. So it's June 6th. You'll listen to this, what, Christmas Day 2020, maybe? <laughs> Who knows? 20, but it, 2022. <laughs> but um, so it's like, I you know, I I, I don't, it's, it's the whole thing is weird. It's like, you know. I can see you're beside yourself. I'm very beside myself because I just tried again, like we talked about. <laughs> Finish two, sentence. Like we talked about two episodes ago. Hey, right on the a lot of stores entries. Hey, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. But on July first, ah, fuck it, no mask. Right. And I've always asked a. And like the one, you know, we were I didn't at, answer that question on episode. Yeah, I'm whatever. sure you did, but number one, I never listened to you. Number two, I'm too <laughs> drunk to even comprehend what you're saying. So I mean, it's a whole fucking different ball of wax. But like, we had a graduation party, and one of Liz's relatives, you know, we're talking back and forth. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? Um, well, you know, you know, the COVID. Like, okay, well, you're at a graduation party with no man. Well, we're outside. It's like. Okay, well, you're hugging everybody. What you know? What? I, well, it's different. I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't even understand what you're talking about. It's different. What is different? There's nothing fucking different. 
And there's and like if the whole world was vaccinated, then I would be I would almost say, okay, well the whole world's vaccinated. So the and he's like, well, if you can prove to me who gains from your theory, then maybe I'll buy it. And and I told him, I said, well, that's what I that's what I don't understand. It's like I don't even call it conspiracy theory, but it, I really don't know who gains by it. Like this, like let's just make everybody look as dumb as they possibly can, and then, and then the world. But I don't, I don't even understand who wins right. from that. Right. I mean, it's just like the whole. But the whole thing, you know. And I, you know, I, I know she's not a listener, but she's a, I'm listening to. I'm just like, oh, I'm not going back to work because I live in a, um, or I live, I work in a place where they're, the desks are so, and if somebody sneezes on one end, everybody on the other end is going to get sick. And, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, I just nonchalantly said, hey, um, do you drive? She whimsically looks at me like, do I drive? Yeah, do you drive a car? Well, yeah, I drive a car. What do you... And I just looked at her, well, I would stop that. And she looked at her. And then I, at that point, I did okay, you don't get it. You, you don't get my thinking. It's like, because cause people die in car crashes. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody's oh, aware of that. Oh, we've talked about that on several of them. Yeah. But yet you're not going to go back to work because you're afraid because you don't know who's vaccinated or not? Well, I got news for you. There are drunk drivers. You know, I'm not going to be one of them tonight because I fucking stumble home from the South Studio to the North Studio. It takes me a little bit longer, but I'm not endangering anybody. Right. <laughs> but, and it's the funny Somebody thing, might make you make a speed bump out of you, but. Well, sure. And that, you know, whatever. That's not me. Right. But it's, I just don't get it. It's like, oh, I'm not. Okay, well then, why are you here? Because you're, you're at a graduation party where people are touching people. They're all over one another. It's almost a. A walking venereal disease, <laughs> and you're happy to be here, but yet you won't go to work. That fucking makes no sense. Then you just—I got... can't go to work. Then fucking you're fired. <laughs> then you just got to give her a COVID logic T-shirt. Well, come on, Jamie, fucking print them, and we will. Because <laughs> now our masks are useless because nobody has to wear them because everybody's COVID-free. All right, mm. boy, you, you're gonna sleep so soundly tonight after getting all this off your chest. That I usually the, do on pod night. That, that and the eight or nine beers that you've had. Uh, I, I have two more Masagavis in the fridge at home. I'll put on the earbuds and I'll listen to some sentimental music and think about all the kids graduating, tear up. and Yeah, I told you I had fucking demons that would make Jeffrey Downer leave the room. So we'll leave that for another episode. I was hoping the listeners wouldn't remember that. So thanks for... Thanks for reminding them. All right. Are we ready for a random question? I think so. Your yeah. turn. Bring it. Here we I'm go, Mike. I'm ready for my karaoke if you're going to fucking challenge me. <laughs> no, not All karaoke. Right. Not tonight. Random question. Don't ask me why I'm asking this question because you know why? It's random. Hence, so. Hence the name. Then Right on. All right. So what we've got here is we've got the... As I scroll, 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 I want to get my answers on here. The top 10 world's most dangerous animals. Top 10 world's most dangerous animals. It is my job to think of how many I can get. Yep. Polar bear. 
Okay. <sighs> are like snakes considered animals, or are we? Yeah, like... yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but, uh, insects, yeah, the whole thing. All right, so a, uh, I'm gonna go a black widow spider. Yep. Or and I, I never even know what's worse, a black widow or a brown recluse, whatever. Um, what's did you say? A black, did you say a brown recluse? Recluse. A recluse. Okay. Recluse. Whatever. Yeah. Fuck those spiders. <laughs> Stomp them. They ain't fucking getting away from me. Next. Um. Now. I wonder where the they pulled this criteria from on the world's most dangerous because if you're gonna go like strictly like death, I'm gonna put a dog up in the top ten if you're gonna go by that criteria because I bet your dogs kill as many. So I've got two lists. One of them is from the BBC that put out you know uh, Earth and moose. the blue pan the blue planet moose. Yeah. Okay. So dogs, moose. Because you said the BBC, so I know moose is a problem in Canada. <laughs> okay, so the BBC is actually the British Broadcasting Company. But that's big in Canada. Okay, all right, sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I just so wanted I, to make sure. Yeah, yeah, so I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say moose is a big problem in Great Britain. No, I'm gonna, okay. BBC is a, a Canadian broadcasting enactment. Sure. Or is that the CBC? Yeah, it might be. The I'm C still sticking with the moose because the moose is one dangerous fucking animal. <laughs> But the Canadian Broadcasting Company is the CBC, so fuck the BBC. But I'm still sticking with the move. All right. Touche. <laughs> That's the twice we've used touche in the episode 77. All right, let's stay focused. All right, all right. I'm sticking with dog, moose, brown recluse, black widow. Um, what snake would be the fucking one? Cobra's kind of a lazy fucker. Uh, viper. Um that's a class of snake, but I'll I'll keep viper on there because actually I think I think the one. Yeah, because if you're gonna make me go deeper than the viper, no, I don't know the right. snake. I don't know I the gotcha. snake genealogy that well. It's genealogy. It's a, you use that very well. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> I am too, brother. Must be the fucking two-hearted from earlier. Um, and then let's see. I've had to have named like seven. Let me give you three more. Um, I think a shark is considered an animal, so I'll go shark. Yep. Uh, uh, grizzly bear and man. Okay. Well, I tell you what, that last one was a winner. Was it really? So, depending on what list you're looking at, now this one I'm looking at is the BBC Science Focus magazine. And so, uh, number 10. Now, this actually, the title of this, again, is World's Most Dangerous Animals. Not feared, right. but dangerous. So whatever that means to you. So lions kill 200 humans per year. All right. Fuck. I should have known. I fucking Next. Africa just running wild on people. Hippos. Oh, fuck. I should have known that because my sister in law 500 humans per year. That's my sister-in-law is petrified of that. Fuck. Now, this one nobody thinks of because they're so... Elephants yeah. kill 600 humans a year. I am over 3. Crocodiles, number 7, kill 1,000 humans Fuck per me. year. Over 4. Scorpions kill 3,300 humans per year. Right, unless I get on a roll here, this is my one of my worst... Number 5, assassin bugs 
they they um, uh, Chagas disease, C H A G A S. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Doesn't sound right, but they kill uh, ten thousand people per year. Now here you go, number four, dogs. Yeah, dogs rabies via rabies um, kills fifty nine thousand people per year. Snakes two kill a hundred and thirty eight thousand humans per year. Number two, humans homicides only. <laughs> Homicides only, four hundred thousand people per year. All right, I'm on a roll. That's three. Numero uno is mosquitoes. Oh, I don't believe. Kill seven hundred and twenty-five thousand people per year through spreading diseases such as malaria. Now, the other list I had uh, had the golden poison dart frog, which obviously doesn't kill that many people per year, but they're the most. They are if you get. You know, if you touch one of those things, you're dead. Uh, the box. So do not put them on your private parts, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> lesson learned. <laughs> box jellyfish. One of those things, you get a tentacle on a box jellyfish. SpongeBob could attest. Yep. Uh, the puffer fish. SpongeBob uh, could attest. Now, you, you said viper. Uh, uh, this other list has black mamba. Very, very venomous. You get bit by one of those. I think no, you Kobe have... was killed. He didn't kill anybody. Stop. All right. Uh, the saltwater crocodile, the tsetse fly, mosquitoes, humans. So you did pretty well. I think you were oh, like about... Three, I mean, hey, three out of, I was three out of ten. You hit 300, you go to the major league, you go to the Hall of Fame of Major League Baseball. All right. So I was three out of ten. Well, while you're dreaming about going to the uh, MLB Hall of Fame on your 300 pick, uh, what do we say we rate this? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my turn again. Uh, I said I was on the fence and looking to see which way I was going to fall off, and I'm falling off on the side where this is a pretty good. This is a this is a pretty good hazy IPA. Uh, the tangerine, it, it is unique, I think. I think that's why I hesitated. I was sitting up there in the top of the fence trying to figure out where I felt about this or how I felt about this. Um, it's actually really good. Uh, I'm going to go on this one a 3. Point, I'm going to go 3.60. I think this is the best one of the night. Wow. And the reason I give the old wow is because I had it written down before you said it. I'm going 3.55. I also enjoyed it the most of the night. And I wrote 3.55 because it's, I mean, it, it is a solid IPA. I mean, nothing you're like, oh, you know, I there's been a few out here that I've just raved about and, you know, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. And then, and then maybe the next night, Totally sober, you try it's like maybe not as good, but hey, you know, this this is a, a, a now podcast. Boom, 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 boom. We're fucking recording. This is live, baby. You, you know, you, you can't retract shit. And you were you went first on third tasting, so I went I wrote down three five five and you came with the three six zero. I respect the rating, agree with the rating. What are our fine friends at on tap say? As I drop my ink pen, as I drop my ink pen below you, 
All right, so our fine friends at Untapped, uh, looking this up, this here, here, this, that, new. okay. Oh, now, didn't I, we talked about this with the uh, Blueberry Lemonade Shanty from Saga Duck Brewing. I talked about we were a little surprised at how many check-ins there were down in there. Uh, this one has about 10,000 more check-ins, so this is at 33,000 check-ins. Untapped wow. is crazy popular, apparently, over on the uh, west side of the state. And the Tangerine Space Machine Hazy IPA comes in at a very healthy 3.73. All right, well, I mean, we're in the ballpark. I yep. mean, 373, 360, 355. So, I mean, yeah. we're right in line with the boys and gals and Untapped. Yeah, especially, I mean, uh, apparently there's a lot of... Uh, they're a little more of a tangerine fan than we are. Yeah, slightly so. Right. So now, typically I would say I'm at the bottom of my glass, but I'm. This is like dueling pianos here. I've got a little uh, tangerine space machine in one glass and a little uh, masagabe in the other, and it's just like a heavyweight fight, a little back and forth action. <laughs> so who's winning? The Masagabe has better quality punches. You just like, ooh, ooh. You, you hear that they're getting sucked out of the fighter. That's me. He's like, oh, wow. You know, I'm baiting fast. I was going to say, you better but, get to the yeah. bottom of the glass. All right, so tangerine. we're going to get, you know, so another spectacular episode, episode 77. How do we pump Facebook, Dave? Do 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 you search Facebook Mike and Dave or like because I know Twitter's like hey follow us on Twitter at FFAEPod. Right. And then you can find it. How does somebody find us on Facebook? Because like so Larry's right now, question earlier was Hey, you know, the old man, I you know, he's always said he's against Facebook, yada right. yada yada. And earlier I said anything for the brand. Hey, it's all about the brand. So if you have a Facebook account, you go in, you hit the little, um, the little, uh, um, it's not a microscope, Jesus, what is it? The magnifying, magnifying glass. glass, thank you, the search magnifying glass, and you're going to type in, at least right now, I think we got, I think we have two pages open. Yeah, we do. So we're going to have to get them combined. Right, because right now the, the, the Mike and Dave is what I'm posting shit to, like the video of the... If anybody's interested in seeing the, uh, the bat greatest bat flip ever, you go to Mike and Dave. Right. Now, we've got some other stuff from before on flights, football, and anything else. Now, eventually, we're probably going to transfer the stuff from Mike and Dave to flights, football, and anything else. Perf yes, sir. All right. So that's what they would do and go search for those. And then they would include those in their, in their list of... Right. Pages that they yeah. like to go to. So follow us, like us, subscribe, send us uh, game worn underwear, anything, <laughs> whatever, whatever you got to do to show us you love us. But unfortunately, episode seventy seven is coming to an end, and as I look down into the bottom of my Maple Grill LLC glass, I can see I'm out of beer. And as the late, great Stuart Scott would say, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here. <laughs>